This is Meet the Movie Press. It's August the 17th. Oh my God, so much to cover this week. Blumhouse, could there be screaming? Star Trek casting crisis, we got a Wahlberg exclusive. The Lady in the Tramp voice cast controversy, question mark. Plus the box office and the verdict on the week's big movies. This is Meet the Movie Press. <laughs> Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talks, Meet the Movie Press. It is another week here on Meet the Movie Press. Now, I sat down to make the list of the show yesterday, exactly what we should talk about. I thought that's a quiet week. I was horribly wrong. A lot of stuff (laughs) has happened (laughs) in the last 12 hours. So, okay, we've got a lot of stuff to get through. First of all, who the hell am I? I'm Simon Thompson. Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at showbizsimon. You can see my work. Um, I've been so busy this week, it feels like pretty much everywhere, which is a good thing because that means I can eat and I keep a roof over my head. But I'm also joined, (laughs) as you by two very able men starting off with the gentleman on the end yeah no they're turning up later I've got you guys until oh, then yeah. okay uh, you are Dimitri who are you where can we find you hey yes my name is Dimitri Panos hey movie fans hello hello, hello Panos hello. how's everybody doing uh, you can find me here too also uh, Popcorn Network show Anatomy of a Movie mm-hmm. uh, and today we'll, we will be talking about Meg and Black Klansman mm. uh, and yeah you'll find me on Twitter at dmovies one seven zero one. That big Twitter hits today. Good. And then, so Yay. long as you folks keep providing me with stuff to retweet, I have stuff to retweet. There so, you go. oh, and I'm, Simon, I got to say, you're so precious. Just love the way you say controversy. 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 Aluminium. Controversy. Millennium. Millenniums. Who's the handsome gentleman beside you? Hi there. I am Scott Menzel. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the other Scott M. I do a this wonderful show first on the Popcorn Talk Network. There's another show coming up at 11 o'clock today. L A O F C S Weekly. Elemental Q. And yes, Elemental Q, the longest <laughs> naming show in history. Um, well, we haven't got any more time for the show this week, uh, but at least we know the alphabet, and which because, is amazing. And because Carla Renata will kill me if I don't mention this, Black Tomatoes. Every Sunday, 5 p.m., Black Hollywood Live. That's a lot of stuff. Way too much. A lot of stuff. Way too way too much. stuff Can you like, have too much stuff? A lot, yes, you a can. lot of yes, consonants. Yes, you can. Okay. I noticed a lot of consonants. It's almost like a Greek last name. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's just a hell of a Scrabble school, though. <laughs> Seriously. Hell I of should a Scrabble run it all school. together. L A O F C S B L A C K. You know, like W T F. Roll, ruffle, and here we are. Okay, let's start off with talking about the movies. Sure, go for it. A couple of big releases this week. Some that actually pleasantly surprised me, and some that sadly disappointed me. Okay, let's kick off with what we had on the box office pre. Reviews, uh, Thursday night, and obviously for one movie, Wednesday as well. Uh, that film is Crazy Rich Asians, which a lot of people are very excited about. It's been a lot of editorial, understandably, around this movie. So it had a two-day opening. It started on Wednesday. Uh, it took 3.8 on Thursday, 3.8 million. Uh, it took five on Wednesday, so it's currently already out of the gate with 8.8 million this weekend. Uh, it's looking at pulling in around the 30 million, which is pretty good. I can see it hitting 35. Word on the street's very strong. Uh, Mile 22 was the latest from Mark Wahlberg's an action movie go figure uh, 1 million dollars in previews looking at about a weekend of 17 million I think that could go either 15 or maybe up to 20 it's going to be somewhere around there and Alpha which I got to see this week uh, that had previews of 525,000 on Thursday not, not as bad 
bad as it sounds because the kids have just gone back to school in a lot right. of areas, so that is no big surprise there. Not exactly a dog. No, it is not. Oh, no. oh, pun so soon in the show. Uh, looking at a weekend it's of seven. It's only been on for four minutes. Well, it's looking at a weekend of seven to eight million, but I think that can actually potentially hit ten. Um, because actually there's a lot to sell that movie on. We could talk about these individually very quickly because we have so much else to talk in the show. Let's kick off, first of all, with Crazy Rich Asians, which I have sadly not seen. I will be catching it this weekend. Which of you guys have seen this? I saw it. Did you see it? I have not. No, uh, my movie pass... uh, Oh, it wasn't wasn't a movie available to me. Use the M word. I know, I'm trying. I know. (laughs) That movie... Yeah, now it's the roulette wheel of movies. Now we've mentioned movie pass, actually, you can't see the rest of this show for two weeks. (laughs) Uh, it is it is now it is now blocked um, so unfortunately you get the pick from six uh, the rest of the show is going to be like this yeah 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 Ahead, but you can see Gotti, which yeah, is great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, Crazy Rich Asians. I, um, yeah. That's the thing you don't hear very often. You can see Gotti. <laughs> yeah, that came yeah. out. Yeah. So Crazy and Rich Asians, Scott, tell me about it. Oh, and Slender Man. Yeah, don't forget about oh, Slender Man. Don't, don't forget about Slender Man, <laughs> even though Sony apparently did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so Crazy like... Rich Asians. Uh, really great movie. Yeah. Um, this is uh, everything that I think the hype has been building up to. Yeah. Really highly recommend it. Every single actor owns their role in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's a love story. It's a rom-com. It's a great throwback. Yes, it celebrates Asian culture, but you don't have to be an Asian to appreciate this movie. What? It's for everyone. Like it's my big everyone. wedding. Absolutely. It's, so it's, it's almost like if you're not what you see on screen, you can also understand what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, go, go freaking what? figure, right? Does that mean that people are different, have a lot of things in common? Yeah, I know. What, what the hell? I don't get Shit. it. Oh, oh my God. God. Who would do such a thing? Tell Hollywood this for decades. I don't know. I don't so it's, know. it's actually good. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. Initially, I was a little bit... I wasn't that interested in the movie. Um, and I've, I've been working on this for, for a number of my outlets, including Reuters this week, doing a lot of editorial with them on this. And I was at, a, mm. at, a, at an event, uh, a KCON in LA last right. Friday. Uh, and there are a lot of people there. I mean, actually, the amount of, 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 of uh, Asian Americans who go are like 45% who go there. The rest are non-Asian Americans or non-Asian full stop, which is which a lot of people were quite surprised by. That's 55%. Um, and a lot of people there were all talking about Crazy Rich Asians. Um, it really has a massive appeal. I've seen a lot of good things, some sort of middling things, but nothing really bad about oh, the movie. I love... I, I'm, listen, this is really funny to me. The only people who, who... The few people who I've seen who don't like this mm. movie are the few white guys. Like, older <laughs> white guys. Like, saying like, you, oh, I don't like this. This is not that good. Yeah. You wait for one in Hollywood and then a the whole movie comes yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're always going to get those guys there. I don't care who's on you know, screen. You know who else didn't like it? Care. Scott Mendelson of Forbes. I did see that. Yes, I yes. did see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and the thing about with it is... With love, is... Scott Mendelson. With love. It's okay. <laughs> you can't, I, I, I mean, you can't please everybody. Not everybody's going to like a movie and there's no law that says no, you have to like no, a film. No, 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 no. And personally, I think uh, I think it's going to over-index. Oh, yeah, I and, do and, and, and And I believe that we're in the right place at the right time for a good romantic comedy. Yeah. Um, they have been proven lately like good comedies. Yeah. It's hard to do yeah. and make them good. And the reviews on this movie have yeah. been pretty solid. Pretty well, yeah. What's amazing about so, this though is is the performances. Okay. Yeah. So it, it, in any rom- romantic comedy, any rom-com, it, it, it really comes more down to how well the actors sell it. Do yep. they have chemistry? Mm-hmm. Can you relate to them? And I think uh, Constant Wu in, in particular 
really sells this movie. She's the she's the reason to see yeah. this movie. Yes, Aquafina is amazing and hilarious, but she is the heart and soul of this movie. But I mean, what, what I think is really interesting about selling a movie, and this is something I brought up previously, and a lot of people are going, oh, you're talking crazy, is because Constance Wu, yeah. not a household name. No, no, not at all. Leading man, first actual acting job. Yeah. Aquafina and Ken Jeong, um, and also there's, there's um, uh, uh, Santos as well from, yeah. from Superstore. Um, Nico, Nico. Nico Santos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're, these are not they're not still move, people that can carry movies on their no. own and yet do you know what Hollywood sometimes you can put someone new yes. irrespective of their colour I'm going to take the whole Asian thing out of yeah, this yeah, someone sure. new who's just really good put them in a movie and do you know what people are still going to buy tickets yeah. yeah and again I just go back to my if you make big, a good movie right, Field of Dreams go. they will come well right. I, I just I go back to my big fat Greek wedding which yeah. really talk about whitewashing Greeks I mean oh, yeah. there was yeah. only a couple of people that were Greek in that movie but mm. nobody cared because like that was that indie darling that made a hundred million it cost like five dollars to make yeah. right <laughs> near Verdalos at that point was nobody out a house yeah. Yeah, cool yeah. name and that movie just caught on like wildfire mm. and it went above and beyond just the Greek community once people saw it, it I had so many people go it was like the funniest thing with a name like Dimitri Panos uh, are you Greek? No, I'm Irish trying to pass. So <laughs> I would go like, they go, oh, did you see my big fat Wait, hang on. You, you are Irish, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> just checking. Yes. Uh-huh. I am. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. McPanos. Anyway, so, yeah. So I can Mc-panos. see that this, <laughs> I can see this movie yes. having that. But then I feel sorry for the Asian culture population because people are going to go up, oh, you're right. Did you see... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. What do you think about blah blah blah? It's like like we had it earlier in the year. It's like you see someone who's African American. Have you seen Black Panther? Have you seen it? Yeah, it's yeah. like the Obama. Oh, if I could have, I would have Is it really for Wakanda Obama. forever? Yeah. <laughs> Is it really? Because, oh, <laughs> so I tell you what, Chadwick Boseman's face every single time he has to do that now, <laughs> yeah. I'm like. <laughs> This is, dude, maybe, I feel maybe they just leave for you. Dead. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. No, but, so I think, but, but it's good for the movies. Yeah. It's good for business. Yeah. Right? And because there was a time where it didn't matter. Like, a lot is being made of that this is an all Asian cast, which is fantastic. Yeah. Well, I mean, but right? these, yeah. these are facts. Yeah. These are these facts. Are facts, right? But there was a time when movies like League of Their Own were made and it's all female, female director. And, like yeah. yeah, it's sort of a big deal, but they were really good movies that stood on their own, did really well at the box office, yeah. and they had public support because it was a good feel good movie. So so you've seen it? Yes. No. Now, this is the kind of movie comedies are either one or the other, it tends to be. Is this a comedy that you should see in a movie theater? Or is it the kind of comedy where if you don't pay sixteen bucks and you catch it on streaming or home end in six months' time, it's gonna be a slightly different. No, 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 no. You need to see it in a movie theater. Not right. not only for that experience of the reaction from everyone else around yeah. you, but there are I mean, John John M. Chu mm. does such a beautiful job filming this. There's a terrific soundtrack, a yeah. lot of uh, Famous pop culture songs that uh, are reimagined by um, Asian artists, mm-hmm. like Material Girl and some other stuff that just really pop in the movie theater. But also, there's these beautiful scenes on yachts, and yeah. this, this there's a wedding sequence in this movie. Gorgeous. I Wait, mean, just gorgeous. Like in the Meg. <laughs> <Nah. laughs> 
Uh, yeah, where like the water builds up, but it's like it's really, yeah, really gorgeous. Yeah. And I mean, this the ships. I, I I feel like half the budget went to these these sets more than yeah. the actors. I, I think feel like right. more of that went to them. I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing it. I really. Yeah, am. me too. I mean, I'm I'm definitely going to buy a buy a ticket. Uh, okay, uh, let's move on. We've got a couple of other movies to talk about before we get on to the news of the week. Mile Twenty Two, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, that movie taking a lot of shit. I'll be honest with you. Um, a lot of the reviews have been. It is not, it is not a great movie. I'll admit that. I certainly didn't dislike it, and I certainly did not enjoy it. Um, it's basically a get from A to B kind of movie, which has been done blocks. many times before. I think there are certain elements. I think the script is not good. Um, I think some of the cast are completely wasted. You could have had anybody in those roles. I don't necessarily think this is a big Hollywood movie. Um, I did a, I did an interview with Mark Wahlberg, which I'll get to later on in the show. Um, but, I mean, this is not the worst Mark Wahlberg movie I've seen in the last five years. Uh, would I recommend spending $16 on it? Eh, I mean, I don't know. Um, it's the kind of movie that I think you can then wait for to come on streaming or home entertainment. Um, but I don't think it's quite as bad as some people have been making out. I saw someone say, uh, I think it was on IndieWire, that it's the worst movie of the summer. I've seen movies that I disliked I, more. I think the movie's terrible. Yeah, I know I, a lot of people I, do. I really do. Yeah. I, I think the editing uh, is atrocious. I, I think the Fair. Mark Wahlberg trying to have autism in his on-the-spectrum kind of way of his handling of that is just laughably bad and an insult to anyone who actually does. Um, the only redeeming quality for this movie, for me, was Lauren Conrad and the guy from The Raid, who I'm sorry, I'm forgetting his name, because I thought those two kicked a lot of ass, mm. and I wish the movie was based around them and screw everybody else. Was that Ico? The, uh, Ico, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Ico's great. I mean, everything that Ico is in. I'm just amazed that he's done quite a few movies in, in Hollywood, obviously past the, the Raid and The Raid 2, uh, which were not Hollywood movies. Um and they've never really, they haven't really got the coverage that they should. And I think he's great. And Cult prob- status for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, but absolutely. I think he deserves better than that. Yeah, um, yeah he does. I, I really do. He, he does. does. He's just a, you know, a good job in this. And why yeah. would they put Ronda Rousey Don't in this know. movie and no they didn't use her? But- and they didn't use her at all. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's such a, shame. a waste. Yeah. It I reminded mean, I, me of the movie that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger did, uh, Sabotage, about four or five oh, years yeah, ago, yeah. where you have a cast of, of people who could be really good together and then aren't utilized effectively. Yeah. Oh, and the editing on this movie is it's, it's, it's so it's, bad. It's it's Peter. I, I, I know, but it's, this is but this movie? is the, this is like the worst I've and, ever and, seen and, him and in terms of editing. Really, because yeah. I mean, the way I, Peter Berg is about as subtle as a brick to the head. Oh, yeah, like there's just no subtlety to his direction and the way he films action and or mm. violence. So I, I don't know. I mean, I will see it because I know we'll talk about it on Anatomy of a Movie. Yeah. I like Mark Wahlberg. Uh, so, yeah. But but you guys aren't selling it for me. I mean, it's, I, it's, it's not a great movie. I didn't. I really didn't hate it. I didn't feel like... I, there are certain movies this year where I've spent two hours plus in a movie theater and I've gone, well, I'm never going to get that time back. Oh, yeah. I didn't I didn't feel that with this, but I was just kind of like... I, did, I just didn't I wanted care. More. I, I, also, I, will, I will agree with you. Yeah. That's, that was what my problem was with it. I just didn't care. Yeah. Like, it's not something where I would go out and say like oh this is the worst movie ever made yeah it's just something where i was just like it didn't work for me <clears throat> nothing sold me i didn't care about anyone it was just a waste of my time for me it was very much like it was like a second den of thieves for me this year i know some people <laughs> like that but i really didn't like that movie but i think also the fact that um 
uh, with this. I mean, it's the third movie that that, these, uh, that Mark's oh, done with yeah. Peter Berg. That was the I know fourth, they love fourth, 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 fourth. Yeah, it is the yeah, fourth. fourth. And I know that you know they clearly like working together. It's a yeah. relationship that doesn't work for me. I really hope they have a great movie in there. But also, the, I think the biggest thing for me about the movie was the fact that by watching the trailer, um, I just felt like I'd already seen the movie, and this yes. was filling. This yes. was filling in the gaps. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a it's a ninety minute movie at best. A lot of things that could have been tightened up. Let's move on to Alpha. Okay. Uh, a movie that I actually reviewed for IGN. You can see my review on there. Another of my another of my outlets. Um, this was a movie that I was absolutely not excited about at all. I mean, if I had if I had a bag of fucks, <laughs> it, 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 it was it was empty. Yeah, that's oh. how many <laughs> yes. I could have given yes. about yes. this movie. Yes, um, I'll be bluntly honest with you. And then they offered to say, "Do you want to watch?" It? I'm like, "Do you know what? I'd, yeah, I'm curious to see it because." I am more than happy when I see a movie to be proved wrong about my preconception of something. Yeah. More than happy for that to change. Yes. This is a movie um, that visually, seriously stunned me. It is one of the most beautiful things, sort of in scope and scale, that I have seen on the big screen. And talking of big screen, see it on the biggest possible screen. I don't often say this. See it in 3D. And really do see this in a movie theatre. Because it's got um, Dolby Cinema sound. Right. And that, seriously, this is all about the getting the most visceral experience that you possibly can. If you try and watch this on your phone, or even if you've got a good home cinema set up at home, it is not going to give you the same experience no. at all. This is a movie that you have to see on the big screen, and you should absolutely see it. It is a very simple story. I said it was basically uh, Bear Grylls is the Incredible Journey Ice Age edition, which it fundamentally <laughs> is. It's a simple story. But it really did, didn't tug on the heartstrings as much as I thought it might, but I certainly came away way more satisfied than I was expecting. I am glad you and I are back on the same page with this yeah. one. I had <laughs> zero... Nemo Wahlberg, I, I had, yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> I had zero interest in this movie. Yeah. And Sony reached out to me, and they were like, hey, do you want to come You want to come to an early screening of this? Yeah. And I kind of said, and I went, you know, and I walked into that theater, and I did not have any expectations whatsoever. I mean, they were probably bottom-of-the-barrel expectations that I had. And uh, I agree. See it in 3D. See it on the biggest screen possible. Yep. It is a gorgeous film. It's and it's just, it's like, I think, the best 3D experience since Avatar. Yeah. I think it's going really? back. Yeah, that, yeah that I agree. Actually, right. To me, it's actually better than Avatar. Avatar is because really the story's better yeah. here. I mean, the it's, they're, better. They're, they're very, they're very yeah. different movies in yeah. times of, in <clears throat> terms of sort of richness and lush, lushness. But as far as the use of the technology and the cinematography, this to me, actually, I visually, I came away more impressed than I did with Avatar. Well, you know what else was fantastic about this movie? The whole entire movie is subtitled. Yeah, and it's like they created a whole language for this movie that was never spoken. Like it's never spoken. The actors had to learn this whole new language. English. No yeah, I'm kidding. But it was just. Yeah. It was. I thought that was shocking to see. I mean, yeah. this was a really ambitious film for Sony to to greenlight. And there's not a huge amount of dialogue in it for the no, runtime. No. And 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 I mean, like you said, it's, it's kind of interesting seeing the. There's only two of them, and this is probably the best Cody uh, Smith Mafee yeah. has been too. Yeah. Um, and I mean, some of them they. I know it doesn't pull on the on the heartstrings as much until the very 
end yeah. of the movie. But like, it's a very emotional journey, and it's it not exactly really happy. It's it's kind of violent at times, and I just was really shocked. This ended up being one of the biggest surprises of the summer. But on that, I mean, it's a PG thirteen, so yeah. obviously it's not it's not like a credible journey, which right, I think was right, like right. A, a U, whatever, or G. Um, I think it was but, G. To, but back to, in that yeah, back yeah. in back in the day. But to be honest with you, um, with, with the action set pieces and where the moments where it was more violent. I think they could have gone, and this is a criticism that I actually feature in my review in IGN, and please do go and go and check it out. Um, it could have gone a bit harder. It could have pushed that PG-13 a little bit harder. For me, some of the action set pieces, they didn't quite push me to the edge of the seat in the way that they promised or that they kind of teased and set, set up. up. Yeah, I yeah. think Albert could have gone, and it's Albert Hughes. I mean, you know, movies like Dead Presidents and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, the, his understanding of action set pieces His first film by himself, stuff, too. Yeah, is, is, really, is really good. Um, so I would have liked him to have gone a little bit harder with that stuff, made it a bit more visceral. I think, again, that would have been something that would have really played very well with the formats that this is in. Um, and at times the pace was slightly off. I mean, it was you'd get an action sequence and then it would suddenly be sort of, it wouldn't deliver the length that you kind of wanted. It reminded me of an independent film. It, that's, it, it did. Yeah, that's um, what it, it was like a big budget independent film where they focused on the visuals, but the story was very rich. It was it was very much about the you know um, the the culture of the Iceland people. I, I think that's what is, it, or is it just ice ice age? It was Back, ice, ice yeah, age. Yeah, yeah but it, it is just, it is in Scando. Yeah, yeah, but it was just amazing. Like just the rich detail that they had, like the, the tribes, like yeah. leaving people behind, like how they just didn't care, like. He gets abandoned, you know, and 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 it shows in the, the comparison between him and the wolf. Yeah, you know, kind of both having that same faith where they're left to die, and then them coming together. It, you think it would be cheesy, but it's not. Right. It, it yeah. really works for me. I think the biggest mistake with this movie, and we're going to move on to the week's yeah. uh, movie news in just a second, is the fact <clears> that if I was Sony, I would have had a bit more faith in this movie. Um, I think because they didn't know the, how to market it. They didn't yeah, know how to market it. If they'd have pushed it out earlier in the summer, it's at the ass end of August, and I don't think right. when the kids have gone back to school, I really think with word of mouth, if they'd have brought this out like sort of four weeks after The Incredibles two, because and a lot of the summer movies this year for families, they, there wasn't a huge amount yeah and i think there was a lack in quality i think they really could they would have brought in way more money on this um i the only thing that i can <clears throat> contribute yeah. to the conversation because i haven't seen the movie is the marketing and i think that they Terrible. well they obviously yeah. had a very difficult time yeah. trying to market this movie because how do you do what you folks were just saying yeah. about this movie in a two two and a half minute trailer you can't you, you really can't it's simplicity of the story well, it's very simple. Yeah. There are really no actors for for this movie to hang its hat on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 visceral enough, but it's ultimately a dog's tail. Yeah. This is what you get from the marketing. I'm not calling it that. I haven't seen the movie. So it's just very difficult. And I think that August, had they re- regardless of when they released this movie, you know, Sony had Hotel Transylvania. They're not going to... They should have gone... In my opinion, they should have gone with this. This should have been their big summer push. I agree. I think they would have really, really come out... There is nothing in movie theaters like this. Nope. Uh, that I believe... Th- th- that is... That, that it's, it's really refreshing to have... It's yeah, refreshing but... to have a classic boy and dog story front and center at the, at the movie theaters. And I think it was a mistake by Sony not to have pushed it and pushed Hotel Transylvania 3 to the end of the summer. Because quality and delivering... Yeah. And I think this, to me, is a family movie that is a small F 
family movie because it's not just aimed yeah. at kids. There are a lot of adults that I think will overlook this sure. that I think would really enjoy this movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to move All on. Right. So I just want one thing. When we started off the show, we talked about Crazy Rich Asians and we discussed the fact that sometimes Hollywood does have this preconception whereas you'll only be interested in this movie if you're black or if you're yeah. Asian or yeah. whatever. Um, someone brought up a very good point. It was actually Ellis Gay in the chat saying, coming to America was also all black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hollywood sometimes forgets that people who aren't represented on the screen will also want to see something that is represented on the screen. White people, we're not short of movies with white people in. Yeah, no. So it's really important but, to have the representation but, up and, there. And, and but really, if you put a movie up there that's heavily ethnic, people who are not ethnic, white, but, I mean, it isn't ethnicity, but they're going to go and see the, it. Too. And I will tell you that the, the, at the press day for this, um, the writer, uh, the producers of this movie, yeah. came up to me after the press day and said, did you really like it? Did you really like it? They were worried. Yeah. They were yeah. worried that I was just like shooting the shit. Well, like you know, I was just right. BSing them. No, but, but it, when you, I'm glad that general that person brought up coming to America. Oh, yeah. No, coming to America it, but, is amazing. But, 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 but the reason I, I'm glad that it was brought up and it's, it's, it's ideal for our conversation mm. here is because when coming to America came out, it was billed as a comedy. Nobody gave a shit what color anybody was, yeah. really. I mean, it's Eddie Murphy, right? It was John Landis, uh, um, uh, uh, talk show host. Uh, Arsenio Hall. Hall, right? Yeah. Nobody cared. Nobody said, oh, I'm going to that black movie. Well, Everybody said, I'm going it, to come the, to That's America. the weird thing. Yeah. In, that's, in the that's how Who's your favorite changed. black comedian? But yeah. That's how things... <laughs> That's how things had changed. But that's right. In the eighties, remember, like we had these, like the Beverly Hills Cops in the nineties. Like it was just, it was there, and we didn't make a big deal about it. Now, 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 all of a sudden, (laughs) we make a big deal again. I don't understand what's going on. It's, it's it's crazy. I I don't get it. This has always been in our culture. Yeah. And having strong women and oh, I know, Sharon Stone. They're called mothers. Yeah. You might have heard of them. They squeeze us out of there for JJ's. They're okay. Maybe we should represent that more. It's just very fascinating as to when you look at the 80s. It's like we go backwards. They take care of us when our daddies go away. It's like, (laughs) women have got this, guys. It's fine. They've been doing it for a long time. Uh, since we lived in cages. Uh, caves. Uh, crazy. Uh, I was actually raised in a cage. Yeah. Uh, you could tell. Okay, so I'm free just going to get through. Let's move on to the weekly movie. I was free range. Yeah, yeah. That, that's cool. Uh, what do you mean you were like, what, lived in a forest and ate? I did. Like, yeah. Okay, Can't cool. you tell? That explains a lot. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about things. Let's talk about Blumhouse. Uh, uh, Blumhouse this was Corner. this was Blumhouse Corner. Blumhouse Corner. Okay, uh, seriously, we're going to build a shrine to Jason Blum in the studio because that dude just love him. Okay, so he was doing a, an AMA basically last night. He, he had, a, had an hour free. He was taking questions on Twitter from people. There were a number of things which came up that I want to pick up on on the show today. One of them, first of all, uh, let's talk about Fantasy Island. We mentioned on the show the other week that uh, Blumhouse is going to be doing a new version of Fantasy Island. Uh, when uh, Jason responded to that and someone said, is it going to be horror? He said it was going to be horror adjacent. Right. Yeah. Very excited about that. Yeah, me too. Well, Very we excited. were talking about like which direction can they go? Is it going to be really dark? Yeah. So this makes it sound like 
yeah, it's going to be a little dark. Yeah. But he's going to try to appeal to the masses. I really like the word horror adjacent. Yeah. I wish one of us schmucks here could have been smart enough to think about horror adjacent when we were talking about Go, how come we didn't think it would But Makes him sound like a horror realtor. <laughs> well, it's not in horror, but yeah, it's, it's like horror it's adjacent. Horror adjacent? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, really. It, I Which I think Get Out is kind of horror adjacent, right? Get Out? Pieces on this. It's not horror. It's the thriller. It's a comedy. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I would say I would say Get Out is horror adjacent. Yeah, sure. Very much so. Uh, also, he, uh, he people asked him about a number of franchises because obviously this year, 40th anniversary of Halloween, Blumhouse <laughs> have the new <laughs> Halloween. Wait. I cannot wait for the movie. More Halloween news later in the show. Um, but uh, people were asking him about franchises that he would like to or potentially revive. One of them was uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Uh, which had three movies. A lot of people don't realize this. There was had three. Yeah. Oh, wait for the story. Okay. Wait for the I'm story, go- bro. I'm, I'm yeah. going. Uh, I know what you did last summer. Yep. I Great. still know what you did last summer. I still know what you did last summer. And then there was a third one. Went straight to DVD. Yeah. Which yeah. was truly awful. Yeah. What was, was the called? reason why? Uh, it was called uh, somewhere in the to, chat. I, I'm, I'm thinking I know what you did last summer, dude. Dude, <laughs> I would still know what you did last dude. summer. Where's the um, dude? Where's yeah, my car sequel? One. I'm still waiting um, for that. Let me just check. Actually, uh, still know what you well, did last. While, while you're looking summer that up, though, three. What are you talking about, dude? Where's my car? Well, yeah, <laughs> sure. Here, here's, here's the title. I'll always know what you did last summer. Which sounds like a it cross sounds, between a horror and the notebook. It yeah. sounds like a song. It sounds like Oh horror. my god, I'd watch that. It sounds like yeah. a song that was left on the cutting room floor from Greece. Yeah, don't oh, worry, yeah. Drake, Drake's gonna pick it up. I'm sure. Drake's gonna pick that one up. But I mean I, I know I still know what you did last summer, or I know what you did last summer. I would actually really welcome a redux yeah. or a reboot of that. I mean, not that there aren't original ideas in horror without a let's see down, of course there are. But also he was someone asked him, and this got a more he was kinda like maybe on that. One thing that got a more favorable response was when someone asked him if Scream became available. Oh. Would you want to do that? He was a lot more positive on that one. He was like, yeah. Yeah. I was paying attention to this too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Scream is interesting to me, but uh, I, I was more surprised to hear too that he has, that he's been working for a while now to try to get Friday the 13th, yeah. which I think in his hands would work. I just, I don't see that lawsuit with Paramount and the writers of Friday the 13th. What all the fakakta crazy mishigash that's going on yeah. with that movie, I don't see it going away soon. That's going to be a tough one because that's worthy of doing and he would do it right. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, he would do that right. And I, you know, yeah, yeah. But Scream to me is a tough one. Because I know because it was kind of like it defined a, a generation know. a little bit. Like yeah. it was kind it, of like that '90s horror it, movie that it, felt unique to the time. But it was Wes Craven. It was satire. Yeah, it, it, it defined a genre. It yeah. really did. You know? it really and did. I don't know if you can recapture and, and that. And when they okay. went on and on and like when they tried to reinvent it with four. Yeah. Eh. Okay. So let's go back to the point that you just raised. Okay. What was your point? About Scream that it like kind of defined the era right there in okay. the '90s. Who has done that with horror? Other than Jason Blum. Other, Other than, than Jason Blum in, in the last 10 years, oh. 15, 20 years. In horror? Yeah. No, nobody. I mean, nobody, really, nobody. apart nobody. from Jason Blum. Oh, oh no, right. J- James Wan. 
Uh, J- James, James Wan. James Wan. Yeah. James so Wan. let's Absolutely. let's take the two universes, but obviously right. I don't think it's going to go to. No, we wouldn't get a Warner. Um, I I seriously think that if you want to take something that was so influential and really was a game changer, who better to change that game again than the industry's biggest game changer right now, Jason Blum? If he's got the balls to take on Halloween, right? Then right. he's certainly Has got the balls, the balls to, to do, do Scream yeah. and do it really well. I would yeah, I, I seriously I almost peed my pants when he expressed an interest in that. I, I mean I totally see your point and and you're right. All 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 things go towards Jason Blum and Scream and perhaps he'll he'll give this new life, new breath and it'll be a a story worthy of today's time period. Yeah. Halloween to me is a little bit different. Uh, oh yeah, because it's legacy. It's legacy, uh far more legacy. Yeah. And I think that they they how they've gone about marketing or, or, yeah. or putting all the info out on Halloween has been fantastic and but I think they're two different properties mm-hmm. and oh, for yes, me Scream yes. is going to be harder but not you, from you, a marketing standpoint but you talk about legacy I mean obviously it's 40th anniversary of Halloween it's it's only been sort of you know 25 plus years since since um, uh, Scream came out what did, yeah did Scream come out it 96, was like 96, 96 97 yeah, yeah so we're like 20 22 right. kind of thing yeah. So, yes, it doesn't quite have the legacy. It also doesn't have the number of films. Right. So, and I think... And, and it also has that wave in quality. But it also has mm. a transgenerational, in a, in a more, if you separate time, over time. I mean, a lot of people are aware of the Halloween movies, but I think if you find a lot of teens today or young adults today, many of them won't have seen They'll be aware of Halloween. They might not have seen the Halloween movies. Right, they've probably they seen the Ron probably Zombie see, or whatever. Yeah, they've yeah. probably seen... Yeah. Scream. Maybe. I mean, that, you know, I, so I think that... I don't I, know, I, though, because I think they, they did that TV show. Legacy. They did that TV show for Scream. Right. It only lasted, what, a season or two? Yeah. But Yeah, but I, I also think... I mean, I, I think sometimes when you take something off the big screen, you put it on TV, you kind of... There's a slightly different audience. There are many people who would go to the movie theaters or watch, or watch right. a movie, but they wouldn't necessarily watch a And, and, and that's what, what Jason Blum does so well, yeah. is that he, because he has the marketing in check, he has the cost in check, yeah. I feel like him doing this will work regardless even even if it's not that great of a film yeah. just because of the fact that he he has everything his expectations in check and his budget in well check. also with that though too and that's back a key to thing budget point, guys but, yeah well, budget. but, but Seriously. i think story I, I think story too and and what you will have to find for if you're doing scream today mm. okay what is Those relevant actors. today? Oh, well, yes, I mean, well, what is relevant yeah, yeah. today that we can satirize because violence in cinema isn't necessarily it? And there, there, and are, ele- there are elements that you could include that I think actually... Race, probably. Well, I mean, I, I mean, Blumhouse did Unfriended, which Unfriended Dark Web and Unfriended didn't really sure. particularly do amazingly. So I think, and that social media thing. So I think if they could kind of... Find a way if they could find a way to make something like Unfriended and then reskin it as Scream and take it to something. Well, they'd also a, diff- have... a different place that might work, but, but I think there's so many things you have to look at. Where horror... I actually have an I actually have an idea. It's not. It wasn't something that I pitched as Scream, but there is a director that I'm talking to at the moment about potentially developing something sure. that I know definitely would work. So yeah. I'm just going to say, Jason, if you are serious about doing something with Scream, I actually have a really good idea that we could reskin and turn into a Scream movie. If you want to, 
We've spoken before. I will be more than happy to speak <laughs> again. Yeah. You can Let just buy the idea. God bless I'm seriously. I've got an idea. <laughs> and, got and, an if, idea. and if you don't, um, we scratch Blumhouse Corner. No, <laughs> we're never going to scratch Blumhouse. I would Wash never do your that. And we won't talk at Sundance every year either. Yes. We won't sit behind seriously, me. Seriously, we. What they have to look at is where is the state of horror. Today, yeah, because yeah. that's what Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson, who I believe, yeah, were, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what they did. That's what they satirized. That's what they made fun of. Yeah, uh, at the same time, still being scary. So, well, this is something that a lot of people in the chat are talking about. Actually, yeah. this is probably something that we've got the most comments on the show so far Fantastic. today. Uh, Sky Patterson saying, uh, "I love. I know what you did last summer. It's a good guilty movie pleasure. I don't even consider it to be a guilty movie I don't pleasure. Either. I don't either." I do. I no, I, I mean I know we, we obviously we disagree on this, which is totally fine. You can disagree on movies all the time. You don't have to be a super troll. Um, uh, I think I actually I think it was, at the time it really wasn't considered a guilty pleasure. It was no. considered a good movie, and I still think it holds up very well. Um, it's uh, Sky again saying a screen reboot idea. Your next meets House Party and the Strangers. Give it to Jennifer Kent, James Wan, or Aaron Sorkin. Interesting ideas there for director. <clears throat> Yeah. Interesting ideas. Jennifer Kent is really one I can't see unless it was Warner jumping over yeah. because yeah. he's so entrenched at Warner. Sorkin, and it would be very interesting universe. to see Sorkin do something so out of his wheelhouse. You know, like I, I, I would love to see a horror movie by Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, I mean, it would be. He, he would have. I, I wonder how his dialogue would be in a horror movie. Like it would just be so interesting. Well, think to about see. some of the dialogue in Scream. Yeah, I mean, true. like it's you true. know, I mean, it, again, it was, it was. Well, the uh, box office for Molly's know. game was scary. <laughs> the box office? Scarily bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Which was a shame. Was Unfortunately, a yeah, it was a great movie. And uh, Westy Kid saying, I would love Scream with an older Sidney Prescott. I think you would have to, in the same way that Jamie uh, Lee Curtis is back in Halloween, I think oh, you yes. would have to have an element of Sydney, uh, Sidney Prescott in there. Agreed. Um, uh, Sky Patterson, the I Know What You Did Last Summer remake is at Sony Pictures, Universal Blumhouse, go get the rights now. Yeah, I mean, I think those guys could seriously do a really good job. Sky again saying, I love Scream. I grew up in the film series. I like the TV series and MTV so that's the person who liked it on MTV yeah, uh, not perfect but I'm all for a reboot um, a popcorn talk but I miss villains like Ghostface absolutely yep. yeah no I think I think we, we seriously in a lot of the horror films that we have today um, I think we're, we're lacking some really good villains uh, John Harrison in the chat and we're going to move on from this in just a second. Well, I think 2018 was the last year for the whole 80s nostalgia renaissance. Uh, Captain Marvel is taking place in the 90s. IT, uh, it, IT, uh, it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Simon. Information technology. What is this from about a clan called IT? I've, I've worked with a few clans in IT, to be honest with you, over the years. Uh, it's part two was released in 1990. Uh, it was set in 1990. Uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix with 90s. I, I mean, I don't think that, that Scream is necessarily an 80s movie. It's, no. it's no, not. No. It's definitely not. It's a 90s movie. Totally. Um, totally. You know, I, I mean, we, I know what you did last summer. 90s movie. I get, I, I absolutely agree that the whole 80s nostalgia thing might be peaking. But do you know what? I don't. I, I think we've still got uh, 10 years in 80s because I think oh. 80s, like, uh, it's, <clears throat> and it's one of those decades that I think people are really continually going back to still. And I think we're seeing a drop off in the 60s. We're seeing 70s, 80s and 90s. I think we probably got 10 years before that 80s if, thing. They but just need to spread them out a little bit We more. just There's need to spread many, them out, and I think the quality of them needs to be good. Go, hey, it's in but, the 80s. It's like, yeah, we don't but, need that. I don't necessarily need a movie to be set in the 80s. No. 
But if you make movies like they did yeah. in the eighties, there we then go. Then you have something. Yeah, that's... because that was when you talk about simple. They weren't thinking of that F word franchise. They just wanted to make a good first movie. Yeah. And if that good, if that movie made a lot of money, then they'd go, huh? Okay, we'll do a sequel. Final thing on this, Westy Kid uh, saying Scream 4 came out in 2011 and it was brilliant because it was a new story and a new villain behind the mask. Um, you know, I I, I kind of, I still kind of like uh, Scream 4. I know it took a lot of shit at the time. And Zeno was saying, F- forget Scream, give me a Blumhouse Friday the 13th reboot. Yeah, yeah I mean... Yeah, I mean, I'm I'd be open to any of those. Too. Yeah, I'm down with that, too. Okay, let's uh, move on. We've got a lot to do. We've got 20 minutes left on the show. Okay, um, I did a piece with Mark Wahlberg this week for, for Forbes. Yeah. Um, it was actually... I've interviewed Mark a number of times over the years. Uh, he can be quite a difficult interviewee. He can be a little bit sort of closed off. He was actually very candid in this, um, which was great. I put it up on Forbes um, yesterday, and it's 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 catching a, a few eyes, which is great. Um in it, I, we know that he's done obviously acting for twenty five years. Twenty five years in I Hollywood. I mean, that's that is crazy. Um, his his movies um, globally have taken over six, uh, I think six point three or six point one uh, billion dollars. Um, I mean, th- there have been some stinkers and there have been some gems in there. A lot of the gems haven't made any money. A lot of the stinkers have made a lot of money. <laughs> uh, and that is that is unadjusted for inflation. Uh, and he's done a lot of producing and he's moved especially into TV in the last couple of years with things like Entourage, Ballers, etc. Obviously, Wahlburgers. Wahlburgers. We talk about Wahlburgers as well, which is interesting. Um, yeah, and we talk about what he learned from Hollywood and what he's transferred to the, to the food industry and, and vice versa. One thing we also spoke about was the fact that he is actually putting a lot more skin in the game mm-hmm. when it comes to stuff. He's putting a lot of his money out there. He is actively, and this was this was an exclusive, um, he is actively looking for projects and developing projects at the moment with a view to directing them in mm. the near future. He's got people looking for projects. Again, Mark, I'm just saying, I've got a couple of ideas. Um, <laughs> That, that he's looking to do and he is seriously I mean it's not like oh yeah I'd like to direct one day you know you get these answers he's he's serious about this yeah he is really serious about this he, what do you think about that you know he has he's very serious about the industry yeah uh, I remember some years ago he, he did an interview on Howard Stern and Stern had asked him well, well what's your end game like you said and he says I want to run a studio and you know, he goes, and everything I'm trying to do is leading up to that. Like, I'm learning about producing, learning about this. And so directing to me, that that, that seems like a logical step. And mm. I think he is smart enough that he can eventually, he knows how to pick projects for yeah. the most part that work. Um, and I think directing is the next evolution for him. It'll mm. be interesting to see if it'll be a, a movie that he directs whether or not he stars in the movie as well, or whether he just flat out directs it, it's almost like what well, what Bradley Cooper yeah, is, yeah. is is trying yeah. to do, you know, with with a Star Is Born, you know. And Bradley Cooper, I mean, you you don't just have to be a consistent actor and a consistent box office person to get directing. I mean, Bradley Cooper's had some absolute turds yeah. when oh it God, comes to movies. He's had a, he's had as no many words. turds. No, no, I mean it's yeah, like yeah. you know the the uh, cooking no, movie toast that he had or whatever it was or burn or whatever. Oh burn yeah, toast. yeah, 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 um, yeah. It was t- toast. I would rather have eaten burn toast. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I mean, so so he's had so, more than yeah. his fair share of stinkers, and yet uh, everything I've heard about a star is born is 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 phenomenal. It's supposed to be great. so you can take someone who is is if you work out the the mean uh, is is average to good. Um, right. And then they could turn out to just be a shit hot director. Mark, I know from people who work with Mark on 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 set, 
He is a guy that studies the art of filmmaking. Yes, he does. He's serious. He spends a lot of time with the crew. He spends a lot of time behind the camera learning his stuff. He's proven with a lot of the projects that he's produced that he can pick hits, entourage, ballers, that are massively popular and yet are and very accessible and yet aren't just bargain basement simple 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 product to put out there and when you think about his career and 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 again i i'm only going to go so far back but he has worked with directors who have their own unique visual style and storytelling right so i mean he's worked with michael bay who has an action style he's worked with he has a star well i mean it's Do you like or hate it's him? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but he's he's worked with Bay. He's worked with Berg, who has you know. Stuff. He's worked with Bruckheimer. He's mm. worked with well, he's in direction, but he's worked yeah, M Night, and he's worked with um, uh, oh, geez, you, my train just fell sorry, off its sorry. tracks. It's okay um, because he's, there was he's very well rounded. Let's put it that way. He's well rounded, and and he knows he can he can take from different technique mm. and put that to use for when he wants to make or pick a project for him to make. So I f- think that he could pull it off. I would um, love to see him do see. I would love to see him do something that we wouldn't expect him to do. Yeah. So like um my fear is that he's going to try to make a Peter Berg Michael Bay type movie. Yeah. And I would like him to do like a heavy hitting drama yeah, but or R- something. Well, Ridley yeah. Scott, Ridley yeah, Scott was yeah. the other person yeah. that yeah. you know, and each of these directors have their own unique visual style. Yeah. And I think that he can put it together. And I think his first, knowing that he, knowing he, how well he knows the business, his first rule, I bet, is going to be he's going to surround himself with some of the most talented people in the industry well, to keep them. People, up. yeah, I mean, absolutely. And he has been doing that for a number of absolutely. years. He's a very well connected and actually pretty well respected person in the sure. industry. Um, people are saying, oh, he's probably going to employ Donny. Um, yeah, great. Well, I, well, I, well. I, yeah, I mean, I like Donny Wahlberg. I think he's great, and I'd love to see him be given a really good, meaty, ballsy role in a movie um, that, that makes it to, to the big screen. I would yeah. really would like to see that. No okay, so, so much to get through, and we have 15 minutes left on the show. Let's talk about the future of Star Trek Four in doubt. Uh, as Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth depart over salary negotiations, this news broke after the show last week. Yeah, did, did, did. I mean, I what, do you, what do you think about surpri- this? doesn't surprise me. doesn't surprise me at no, all No, it's because we talked about this last week, is yep. the budget for the movies is so oh, high. Fuck. was it our fault? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, the budgets are too high, and yeah. and there's not enough box off. Like yeah. the box office return on these has been mediocre at best. Yeah, it's it's been, been inconsistent. It's been, yeah. Actually, well, the box office I think has been pretty decent Here's for the first the one, but they went down and down and down as they went on. Yeah, they still worldwide. I still yeah, say they made money. I'm not, not saying. Look, I'm not saying they did Star Wars business, but they did okay, right? Mm. Here's my thing. Yeah. I tweeted this out, so anybody who's a Puts me on Twitter. Might have read this. We all well, support no, you on no, Twitter. But no, no. It's here's my thing. It's what like, is your Twitter handle? In case people miss it, at D Movies instead yeah. of like B or C. It's D Movies one seven zero one. And here's my thing about this. It's like Chris Pine. I don't know, dude. It's like I like you as an actor. You really haven't carried a movie on your own. Like that. That has been big box office on your own. Mm. Jack Ryan didn't set the world afire. No. Right? It did uh, not. Neither did Finest Hours, which is a really good Bro, movie. Oh, it was a great movie. Right? Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. He didn't, that didn't do, you know, every movie that he's that, been in. Well, but that I mean, was Disney not hell, caring. That is, in, in, in large part, yes. Uh, I know that Hell or High Water, he was fantastic. Oh, but yeah. that was a little indie kind of a movie, right? 
So the movies that have been successful with Chris Pine in, it's been an ensemble cast. Mm. He hasn't been the lead. He hasn't carried it, right? So now here he is. He's in Star Trek. This is for His sure an amazing yeah. franchise. Okay. And if you're going to be, like, dicking around, it's like, dude, okay, do Wonder Woman for the rest of your life. So so very quickly, on that like, point, yeah. um, if he was given the chance to lead it, <clears throat> to not do the ensemble thing and to lead it, could he do it? On Star Trek or anything? Well, just, just anything. I mean, he's a good enough actor, but will people are people going to give their money to go see him? That's the thing. He hasn't been proven box office. How, however, I'm going back to earlier in the show, you know, you can have people that, that aren't even well-known who could open a movie. It's all, it well, all depends open a movie because of their name. It, it, it know, depends could, on the material. I think exactly. It really does. Yeah, it's the exactly. writing, it's the directing, it's it's how strong the film is. Hello High Water, he was fucking oh, super. God, yeah. Again, it's ensemble, but still, I mean, right. that, no, that's the but, best I've ever seen. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Hands down, Hands my pants. down, I, I agree, and, and I love him as Captain Kirk. Love him as Captain Kirk. No, yeah. And I really that think that he too. can carry it off. I mean, look, Hemsworth, you sort of kind of get, because he's not going to be a main part. I don't think he's going to be a main part in that movie. Mm. He was in the first movie for five minutes. This is well before and, Thor. And Hemsworth so, doesn't and, need it because Hems- he's no. got Marvel. Yeah, he's you got know? Marvel. He's got but Marvel. Chris Pine, it's like, dude, just work. Like, you, like, the. This could be your last Star Trek movie. You're yeah. walking away from the sort of a dick move to me. Uh, John, John Harrison saying Outlaw King, another of Chris Pine's movies. Oh, yeah, that's, has that's me hyped. Uh, I just want to say it's uh, it's good to see Chris Pine in the chat. Yeah, yeah. Today sure. is, uh, under the name <laughs> under the name John Harrison, which is uh, which is great. Which uh, I yeah, is so so very very quickly because we still have a lot to get through. Um, Chris Pine, Chris Hemsworth. If this movie does go ahead, who goes, or should it not happen? Oh, it's it's hard because like, how are you going to play that off? Yeah, how are you going to play that off? Like you can't. Like especially with he's such a main. I mean, there was nothing at the end of the last one where you can kind of like pass the buck. No. Yeah. So it's it's very so strange. Take it, take it forward twenty yeah. years. Take it take it forward ten years. Shit happens off screen. <laughs> it's gonna it, seriously. It, it, well, yeah. it, it, it would just be hard being that J.J. Abrams spent unless so much they do time uh, bring in Patrick Stewart. Make yeah. it so like, seriously. I tweeted that I was like, get rid of both of them and take it next generation. Sure. Seriously, yeah. why not? Bring bring Picard in. Picard's very big in fashion yes. right now. Yeah, no. He's very popular right now. Uh, no, seriously, do it. I mean, I love. It, I love. It, it's just I love it. to me, it's a shame. It, it really yeah. is a shame that they. Would, I agree with that they you. They would pull I mean, this yeah. because that each each actor, you know, coming from a, a diehard Star Trek fan, yep. each actor that JJ and casting company chose mm. did such an amazing job and for him not to show for him not to return chris pine chris hemsworth Who i don't cares? need him right yep. but chris pine as captain kirk uh, it, it would be a shame for him not to return and they would have a hard time replacing him and saying he's captain kirk okay uh, let's talk about uh, disney's lady in the tramp remake yes. adding tessa thompson and benedict wong uh, i want to move away from benedict wong and talk about the controversy around tessa Contra- thompson <laughs> i say controversy well it's not easy to say sabotage. um sabotage. sabotage um but there was a lot of a, a lot of talk this week I and mean, i personally think it's great casting i like tessa thompson my one thing would be Let's not just give everything to Tessa Thompson because we've discovered a new black actress. There are lots of other black actresses oh, out there. If, I you, agree. if you want to cast something that is specifically for someone, it just doesn't even have to be that. To be honest with you, there are there are more great actresses out there who are not white. So let's not burn Tessa Thompson. That's my well, concern. I mean, well, that's my concern too. Right I now, I don't want her to burn. Right now, She's got a lot on right now. It's her, Tiffany Haddish, yeah. and uh, 
Taji P. Hansen. I, and I could Those watch. Are the three, three. I could watch all of them all day. Me too. Me but too. I don't want to just watch all of them. No, there's so all many day. more people. So many more. And you need to. And do you know what they fun. want to bring these people through too? Yeah. So let's let's look a little bit outside the box when it comes to, to casting. Not and this is this is generally in Hollywood, and this is not just because she's black. This is something oh, that Hollywood it's is really bad, yes. seriously bad at. And we yeah. did it with people like Jack Black no, previously. You know who else we're doing with? Scarlett Johansson and Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, let's like, 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 and I yeah. just it, it, they people burn, people get yeah. sick, and it seems like you know they're like, and this is a, this is a concern for me. Yeah. I don't think he's going to have the same problem. But The Rock is like when we have two or three movies with The Rock in every year at the moment. Yeah. I, I'm just a little bit like. I love The Rock. I could watch him all day, but I don't want to watch him all day. Yeah, every yeah day. I mean, I, well, I think we've had the conversation. And I think I've mentioned it on this show yeah. regarding The Rock. It's like, I'm more interested to see the list of movies he says no to. Yeah. That's the list I want to see. But going back to Tessa Thompson, yeah. I will say this regarding Twitter, I probably had the biggest explosion of any. Thing that's ever come out of my thumbs on Twitter. Wondered where you were going with said, that, but sure. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, thumbs <laughs> better than pinky. Hey, anyways, dude, if it so, works. So, well, yeah. Uh, okay. Anyways, so <laughs> back to Tessa Thompson. I just said, hey, I'm all on board with this. Yeah. I think she'd be a perfect voice yeah. for Lady because she can. Yes, sing. I don't yeah. know the direction. I don't know if they're going to make it quite the musical that the yeah. animated mm-hmm. was, but if they I do, so. me so. too. She can do it. Like, yeah. she can do it. And, man, the support was, like, yeah, it got retweeted, liked, and this. And I was like, wow, I didn't, you know, it, it was it was actually very, it, it was amazing. I was like, this is, wow. And I, I didn't realize by being a good Tessa Thompson fan, other people were on board with this. So there seems to be a lot of do, people. Do you, know, do you know who doesn't care that who Tessa doesn't... Thompson is, is not white and is going to be voicing this dog? Blind people. <laughs> because the, these blind people go to the movies too. They don't give a fuck what the color of the person on the screen is because they literally cannot see it. Right. <laughs> Why do we have to be obsessed yeah. with this thing? It's like, I don't well, even think it was an issue. Oh, no, I don't. No, it's, a, also, huge, it's a huge issue in our industry. It, it, I don't it is, know but why everything I, comes down the race anymore. It's like, it, we're putting people uh, in the boxes all well, the freaking time. Yeah. It it's treated nuts. like radio. It's Listen. like, hang on, hang on, hang on, yeah. hang on. Who's reading the news? Right. What color are they? <laughs> It's, it, now it, it's black news. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't it, matter. No, it's it a doesn't. voice role. Do you know what? Josh Gad isn't a snowman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, he was. Oh my god! Do, do, do plot but twist. he's white, <laughs> and, and the snowman's white. The majority of dogs, if you shave a dog, they're pretty much the same color underneath. There's not really a race. Look, I I, I apologize. I don't understand it. Well, I I apologize to the panel here. I apologize to the audience, but it need be said, it's because of our regime today. Yeah. It's a factor. It really is. And it's emboldened people who have those horrible proclivities to come out on social media. I'm sorry. It's yes, just, and that's the way I that know, it is. I, and I apologize, I audience. No, I don't I know, mean to be... I know. And we, no, and we need... Obviously, that is a factor. However, yes. do you know what? We still have those people anyway. True. Whoever is in power. There are people who have certain opinions, which they are entitled to hold. It's a free country. Um, however, we do True. have those people... It's an influence. It's not the be-all. We're running out of time. We've got two minutes. Okay. Very, very quickly, a couple of things I want to touch on, and then we're going to do very, very quick wrap-ups. Neil Blomkamp. 
Hello, Neil. Uh, he says Peter Weller should play Robocop in his sequel, a movie we didn't touch on the other week. Uh, oh, I say, yeah. Yeah, sure. He's available, and I love him. And Wait, he's I'm better. looking for my bag of pucks. No, no, seriously. No, 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 no. After, after that most terrible, terrible Robocop reboot a couple of times, I want another go around. Uh, and James I Gunn. Weller, I think we James Gunn, we talked about on the show, uh, decision this week that he won't be hired back to direct Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Not a surprise. Not a, not a surprise. Disappointed, not a surprise. But obviously, as we've mentioned that on the show previously, I did say we'd go back to it if there was any can, news. Can, can we bring... I just want to sort of Very bring quickly. this up against quickly. Do you think it any capacity he will be a quote-unquote consultant potentially he's going to have uh, some credit you, maybe executive producer some some like little role he, 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 he will get a mention in the credits a lot of people consult on movies i mean you know in hollywood all the time and they don't get a mention it's all behind the scenes there's some advice stuff yeah i fully expect that he will at some way some way or shape or form have a finger in the guardian's pie okay that's the end of the show we have run out of time we have. uh first of all starting with you who are you uh, Dimitri uh, at DMovies1701 uh, here. Uh, you know, it's such a pleasure to be here on Meet the Movie Press. I said the best show about movies and the business of show. Seriously, guys. So you'll find me here in at DMovies1701. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to just plug the shows. So this wonderful show every Friday, 9 o'clock. You're watching it right now. Tune in, 9 a.m. Uh, Black Tomatoes on Black Hollywood Live, 5 p.m. on Sundays. And then at 11 o'clock today, watch the LAOFCS weekly show where critics from my organization or the the organization the talk about the family. the family. We talk about movies a lot because we love them. And guess what? We have diversity too then. My, uh, <laughs> my name is uh, Liberals. We have diversity uh, here too. Uh, it's from my name is Simon <laughs> Oh! God, it's like having kids. This is like the boys' club. I love it, but I love it though. It's kind of fun. Uh, okay, that's the problem. That's Hollywood boys' yeah, club. Yeah, okay, no, yeah, my I name's Trish. It's my big finish. It's my the big white finish. boys' club too. On top of mine. Oh my Duck. god, jeez. He's coming in for a finish. I'm sorry. My name is Simon Thompson. I was once in control of this table. Uh, you can find me on uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Showbiz Simon. Uh, you can see my work everywhere from Reuters, Forbes, E News, AP, AFP, blah blah blah. I'm all over the place. Uh, IGN, on, I, I, IGN. Uh, God, yeah, I was on uh, Euro News. Uh, I'm kind of everywhere. Like gonorrhea. Uh, if you oh, like the show, meet the movie press. Do tell your friends. Comment below the video. We really appreciate it. Great to have a dialogue with you. If you like the show, do tell people on social media. We love the family we have. We want to make it bigger. And the only people that can do that is you. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend of the movies. And we will be back next week. Bye, all. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.